0: How's everyone doing today? (laughs) Mark teases me that that's always, I always say that when I come up here. So good to hear that you guys are doing good. My name is Joanne Morimoto. Uh, I'm Pastor Mark's wife. um, And we are going through a a passage of the book of Mark, chapters 4 through 6. If you have um, your Bible with you, if you could turn to that. We'll be reading shortly. But before we do, let's, let's pray. So, Father in Heaven, um, we just thank you for this morning and for um, being with us as we gather here. We just want to invite you in, Lord. We pray that you'll open the ears and eyes of our hearts to really hear and see um, the things you want, us to sh- want to show us, Lord. Lead and guide us now. We ask in the name of Jesus. Amen. Okay, so there's four Gospels in the Bible. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. They're told by four different authors, all the Gospels tell the same story, it's the story of Jesus' life, Um, and we are going through the book of Mark today. To tell you the truth, um, I've always been afraid to read from the book of Mark, because he seems to talk more about evil spirits than the other books. Thank God I overcome that fear, and I'm blessed to share and talk about the book of Mark um, today. So today we'll be going through five stories. And so we'll be starting Mark 4, chapter 4, verse 35. And because we're reading through the stories, I didn't put it up there. So if you don't have your Bible, you can listen to me, read it, um, bring it next week. <laughs> you can use your Bible app also. So from Mark chapter 4, 35, it says, As evening came, Jesus said to his disciples, Let's cross to the other side of the lake. So they took Jesus... In the boat and started out, leaving the crowds behind, although other boats followed. But soon a fierce storm came up. High waves were breaking into the boat, and it began to fill with water. Jesus was sleeping at the back of the boat with his head on a cushion. The disciples woke him up, shouting, Teacher, don't you care that we are going to drown? When Jesus woke up, he rebuked the winds. He said to the waves, Silence, be still. Suddenly the wind stopped and there was a great calm. Then he asked them, why are you afraid? Do you still have no faith? The disciples were absolutely terrified. Who is this man? They asked each other. Even the wind and the waves obey him. Jesus stills the storm. This was a fierce storm. The winds were strong, the waves were high, and the boat was filling up with water. The disciples were understandably terrified. With a word, silence, be still. Jesus stilled the storm. Then look at his response to the disciples. Why are you afraid? Do you still have no faith? Hmm. Jesus is giving the disciples a huge mind shift, a different way of looking at things. Instead of looking at scary situations with fear, Jesus is leading them to remember the power of God that's available to them. We read on to chapter five. So they arrived at the other side of the lake in the region of the Gerasenes. When Jesus climbed out of the boat, a man possessed by an evil spirit came out from the tombs to meet him. This man lived in the burial caves and could no longer be restrained. Even with a chain. Whenever he was put into chains and shackles, as he often was, he snapped the chains from his wrist and smashed the shackles. No one was strong enough to subdue him. Day and night he wandered among the burial caves and in the hills, howling and cutting himself with sharp stones. When Jesus was still some distance away, the man saw him, ran to to meet him and bowed low before him. With a shriek, he screamed, Why are you interfering with me, Jesus, son of the most high God? In the name of God, I beg you, don't torture me. For Jesus had already said to the spirit, Come out of the man, you evil spirit. Then Jesus demanded, What is your name? And he replied, My name is Legion, because there are many of us inside this man. Then the evil spirits begged him again and again not to send them to some distant place. There happened to be a large herd of pigs feeding on the hillside nearby. Send us into those pigs, the spirits begged. Let us enter them. So Jesus gave them permission. The evil spirits came out of the man and entered the pigs, and the entire herd of about 2,000 pigs plunged down the steep hillside into the lake and drowned in the water. The herdsmen fled to the nearby town and surrounding countryside, spreading the news as they ran, People rushed out to see what had happened. The crowd soon gathered around Jesus, and they saw the man who was possessed by the legion of demons. He was sitting there, fully clothed and perfectly sane, and they were all afraid. Then those who had seen what had happened told the others about the demon-possessed man and the pigs, and the crowd began pleading with Jesus to go away and leave them alone. As Jesus was getting into the boat, the man who had been demon-possessed begged to go with him, but Jesus said, no, go home to your family and tell them everything the Lord has done for you and how merciful he has been. So the man started off to visit the 10 towns of that region and began to proclaim the great things Jesus had done for him. And everyone was amazed at what he told them. In the second story, Jesus cast out many demons. Jesus took authority over that horde of demons and cast them out of the man. God is way greater than the devil. Jesus set that man free from his torment and left him closed in his right mind and joyfully proclaiming all that Jesus did for him. In 1 John 3, 8, the Bible says that Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil. We see that happening here. God wants to deliver people, and he is able. Let's read on. Chapter 5, verse 21. Jesus got into the boat again and went back to the other side of the lake, where a large crowd gathered around him on the shore. Then a leader of the local synagogue, whose name was Jairus, arrived. When he saw Jesus, he fell at his feet, pleading fervently with him. My little daughter is dying, he said. Please, come and lay your hands on her. Heal her so she can live. Jesus went with him, and all the people followed, crowding around him. A woman in the crowd had suffered for 12 years with constant bleeding. She had suffered a great deal from many doctors, and over the years, she had spent everything she had to pay them. But she had gotten no better. In fact, she had gotten worse. She heard about Jesus So she came up behind him through the crowd and touched his robe. For she thought to herself, if I can just touch his robe, I will be healed. Immediately the bleeding stopped, and she could feel in her body that she had been healed of her terrible condition. Jesus realized at once that healing power had gone out of him. So he turned in the crowd and asked, who touched my robe? His disciples said to him, look at the crowd pressing around you. How can you ask, who touched me? But he kept looking around to see who had done it. Then the frightened woman, trembling at the realization of what had happened to her, came and fell her to her knees in front of him and told him what she had done. And he said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. Your suffering is over. <clears throat> Jesus heals a woman with bleeding issues. Let's put ourselves in this woman's shoes for a minute. For 12 years, she suffered. She sought a cure at the hands of many doctors and spent all her money, yet she was worse. She hears that Jesus has been healing people, so she goes to see him. She sees that he's surrounded by a crowd and thinks to herself, I don't think I can get his attention, but if I can just touch his robe, I'll be healed. So she presses in through the crowd with this unwavering thought, if I can touch his robe, I'll be healed. Do you see? That is her faith. She comes from behind him, touches his robe, and instantly she feels the healing in her body. She believed, and she was healed. If you wonder what it means to have faith in Jesus... Remember this woman. She didn't think, I might get healed if I touch his robe. She didn't think, I hope I get healed if I touch his robe. She felt in her heart, if I touch his robe, I will be healed. That was her faith, and her faith power was released from Jesus. He didn't even know it. He didn't speak a word, he didn't command anything, he didn't even look at her. He just felt power being released. And Jesus told her, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. Your suffering is over. There's a mystery of God that he wants to teach us today. Our faith in Jesus will release God's power to destroy the works of the enemy. Let's read on. While he was still speaking to her, messengers arrived from the home of Jairus the leader of the synagogue. They told him, your daughter is dead. There's no use troubling the teacher now. But Jesus overheard them and said to Jairus, don't be afraid, just have faith. Then Jesus stopped the crowd and wouldn't let anyone go with him except Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. When they came up to the home of the synagogue leader, Jesus saw how much commotion and weeping and wailing and And he said, he went inside and said, why all this commotion and weeping? The child isn't dead. She's only asleep. The crowd laughed at him. But he made them all leave. And he took the girl's father and mother and his three disciples into the room where the girl was lying. Holding her hand, he said to her, Talitha kum, which means little girl, get up. And the girl who was 12 years old immediately stood up And walked around. They were overwhelmed and totally amazed. Jesus gave them strict orders not to tell anyone what happened. And he told told them to give her something to eat. Jesus raises a girl from the dead. No small miracle. When Jairus heard his daughter was dead, what did Jesus say to him? Don't be afraid. Just have faith. Here it is again. The door for tapping into the power of God in our lives is faith in Jesus. Is there a bad situation you're facing this morning? It might even be a situation you've heard in the news, like the coronavirus. Does it terrify you? Hear the words of Jesus to you today. Don't be afraid. Just have faith. And we see that Jairus did have faith. For Jesus spoke a word to the girl. Little girl, get up. And she got up and walked around. Jesus rose her up from the dead. What can Jesus not do? The power of God flowed out from him through faith. God will release his unlimited power to us in any situation if we put our trust in Jesus. Lift up your concerns and requests to God. And don't be afraid. Just have faith. Let's read on in chapter 6. Jesus left that part of the country and returned with his disciples to Nazareth, his hometown. The next Sabbath, he began teaching in the synagogue, and many who heard him were amazed. They asked, where did he get all this wisdom and the power to perform such miracles? Then they scoffed, he's just a carpenter, the son of Mary and the brother of James, Joseph, Judas, and Simon, and his sisters live right here among us. They were deeply offended and refused to believe in him. Then Jesus told them, A prophet is honored everywhere except in his own hometown and among his relatives and his own family. And because of their unbelief, he couldn't do any miracles among them except to place his hands on a few sick people and heal them. And he was amazed at their unbelief. Jesus Is limited by our unbelief. Here, we see what limits God on earth, our unbelief. This passage says, because of the people's unbelief, Jesus could not do any miracles except to lay hands on a few people, a few sick people, and heal them. Jesus stilled the fierce storm. He cast out a legion of demons. He healed the sick the woman with the bleeding issue. He raised Jairus' daughter from the dead. The passage says these people knew he had wisdom and power to perform great miracles, yet they refused to believe in him. So he couldn't do much. Is our unbelief limiting the power of God in our lives? Let's read on in chapter 6, verse 6. Then Jesus went from village to village, teaching the people. And he called his 12 disciples together and began sending them out two by two, giving them authority to cast out evil spirits. He told them to take nothing for their journey except a walking stick. No food, no traveler's bag, no money. He allowed them to wear sandals but not to take a change of clothes. Wherever you go, he said, stay in the same house until you leave town. But if any place refuses to welcome you or listen to you, shake its dust from your feet as you leave to show that you have abandoned those people to their fate. So the disciples went out, telling everyone they met to repent of their sins and turn to God. They cast out many demons and healed many sick people, anointing them with olive oil. Jesus commands us, To do the same works he did. In this passage, Jesus sent out his disciples to do the same works he had been doing. What had Jesus been doing? First, he he was teaching the people to turn from their sins and turn to God. Then, he helped them in all of their distresses, whether it be to heal sicknesses, cast out demons, stilling storms, or even raising up from the dead loved ones. Jesus sent the disciples out to do the same, and they did it. They went out telling everyone they met to repent, to turn from their sins, turn to God. They cast out many demons and healed many sick people. In John chapter 14, verses 11 to 14, Jesus is talking, and he says, Just believe that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me or at least believe because of the work you have seen me do i tell you the truth anyone who believes in me will do the same works i have done and even greater works because i'm going to be with the father you can ask me for any, you can ask for anything in my name and i will do it so that the son can bring glory to the father yes ask me for anything in my name and i will do it This is a promise from Jesus' own mouth. Anyone who believes in me will do the same works I have done and even greater works because I'm going to be with the Father. You can ask me for anything in my name and I will do it so that the Son can bring glory to the Father. Notice, Jesus repeats his promise. Yes, ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. If we believe in Jesus, we will do the same works he has done and even greater works. He promises that we can ask for anything in his name and he will do it. Do we believe him? Yes. As we begin to step out in faith and believe God for miracles, let's keep our focus on our goal. Our goal is not to relieve everyone from all their suffering. Our goal as Christians is to be close to God and to show others the way to God through faith in Jesus. First, we need to walk with God in faith. Then we can teach others how to do it too. When we heal or deliver others, it is to draw them to Jesus. He is the source of love, power, and help. Why do I say this? Because in Matthew chapter 11 verse 20, it says, "Then Jesus began to denounce the towns where he had done so many of his miracles because they hadn't repented of their sins and turned to God." You see what the first thing we need to do is turn away from our sins, turn to God. And if we are struggling here with any Vice or, you know, any sin, God has the power to free us from it. Miracles are really cool and it should be a part of our faith in Jesus. But the real goal is to turn away from our sins and walk with God. Our greatest treasure that we can get here on earth is to be God's friend. Jesus in us is our greatest treasure. That is why God sent Jesus as a human being to die for us, so we can become one with, with him, so we can be his friend. If you believe in Jesus, that he died for your sins, and then all your sins will be forgiven, because he died for you. Your faith will save you. Jesus will free you from your sins as you learn to know your God and become like him. Being God's friends comes with many perks. He says to his friends, Ask me anything in my name, and I will give it to you. Whoa. Our prayer team meets twice weekly. We make time to worship, to get into the word, to pray together. We also make time to listen to God. We practice together learning to discern his voice. Most recently, the Lord has been saying to me over and over, Say to this mountain, be moved and cast into the sea. When I first heard it, I knew what it was. It's actually in scripture. You can find it in Matthew chapter 21, verse 21. Then Jesus told them, I tell you the truth. If you have faith and don't doubt, you can do things like this and much more. You can even say to this mountain, may you be lifted up and thrown into the sea and it will happen. You can pray for anything, and if you have faith, you will receive it. As I pondered what mountain God wanted me to move, I realized that what God is telling me to do is to do the works he did. So I started to practice doing these works. We live um, in a townhouse, and where we live, for some reason, up our street, it's just like we're in a wind tunnel, Like the wind comes up our street and just blows into our house so strong sometimes. And um, sometimes actually it gets a little annoying, you know, when the wind keeps blowing so hard. And one day I felt the Lord say to me as I was doing my devotions, um, stop the wind. (laughs) And of course I thought of the story where he stilled the storm. So I mustered up my faith and I said, I command you in the name of Jesus to stop, be still. What do you think happened? The wind stopped. Whoa! God wants us to do the works of Jesus and even greater works. Let's practice moving in faith together as a church. Will we be like those in Jesus' hometown who didn't have faith and saw little miracles? Or will we rise up to the task to believe God who is To believe who God is and all we can do through Jesus. Will we command the mountains of darkness to move in Jesus' name? As I've been asking God what mountains to move, he's been showing me. That that wind situation was like a practice. Recently, I felt the Lord show me to pray blessings on our city. Will you join me? Let's pray for blessings in our city. I felt the Lord recently instruct me to bind violence in our land. Can we move this mountain off our city through our faith? Can we? It's not us who's doing it. It's Jesus who's doing it through our faith in him. Will you stand with me today? Let's pray. Let's pray it in. Let's stand and pray. Lord, we just thank you. And why don't you repeat after me? Muster up all the faith you have in you. Who is the, God, who is the Lord our God? Who is Jesus that we say we believe in? Who is Jesus who saved us from our sins? He's the God who stilled the fierce storm. The God who raised Jairus' from, Jairus's daughter from the dead. He's the God who can do all things. The only thing that will stop him is our unbelief. So let's grab hold of our unbelief and cast it down. We're not going to believe the unbelieving thoughts that come into our mind. We're going to say no to it. Can Jesus bind the violence in our city? Yes. So Heavenly Father, we just come before you and we ask first of all forgiveness, Lord, for walking in our unbelief. Jesus, you did great and mighty things. And we hear you saying to do the same also. Can you do it? On your own, with your voice? No, we can do it through Jesus and his promise. He says that he's going to give us authority. Through our faith, we can move mountains. And so we come before you, Lord, knowing that on our own we can't do anything. But I just want to interject. Do you see all these miracles? It was all done by a word. Jesus stilled the storm by telling it to be still. Jesus cast out that demon by commanding it to come out of that man. Jesus raised the dead by saying, Stand up, little girl. The woman with the, with the blood healing, she did it with, without Jesus saying anything. But, do you, but what I'm showing, what I want to point out is, do you see the power of words? We are created in God's image, so let's be careful what, our word, what comes out of our mouth. Let us speak words of faith and not words of fear, doubt, or unbelief. Those things that's coming into your mind, guess who's putting it in there? Say no to him. No, I'm not going to be unbelieving. God says, ask me anything and I'll do it. So Lord, we ask that you'll muster up our faith right now. We are all here because we believe that you are the one who saved us by dying for us on 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 the cross so we ask lord that you will forgive us for unbelief forgive us for our apathy and we pray in the name of jesus lord that you'll come now and set us free what is the first and most important thing god wants us to do turn from our sins those are all works of the devil he wants you to turn from them so say yes lord i will turn from these things in my life that pull me into sin turn away is all God tells us to do and he will give us the power to break the chains and set us free not only turn away from your sins but turn to God know that he on this earth is the greatest treasure we can get so Lord we come before you understanding and knowing that you are the greatest treasure you sent Jesus because God's love hand of love is extending to us and that is the greatest treasure we can get here on earth. So we call on you, oh Lord, forgive us. We want to turn away from our sin, break off the chains now in the name of Jesus. All those who say yes to you, Lord, I'm going to turn from my sin and turn to you. We pray by the power of Jesus, of the, all the miracles we read about this morning, that those chains of the enemy will be broken off. And that you will set us free to turn our faces to you seek after you with all our hearts so that we can grow to know you more each day and become more like you we want to be a church that is ready when jesus comes again in the clouds help us lord and now we stand lord clean and pure because of the blood of jesus you said move the mountain and bind violence in the city so we pray in the name of jesus that you'll bless the city of honolulu Pray blessing on the city you're in, if you're not. We pray blessing on the state of Hawaii in the name of Jesus. Come, Lord, and deliver us, Lord, from the violence that has entered in. We pray in the name of Jesus with the power that you demonstrated through these verses we just read. That you'll bind the violence and cast it out into the sea, off of the islands in the name of Jesus. Let this be a place, O Lord, where people can be freed of their chains, healed, delivered, transformed, and holy your people, Lord. Just as we used to be, Lord, after the missionaries came, not over 90% of the people of the islands believed in Jesus. They believed from their hearts, and we were the land of aloha. Prior to that, Hawaii was not the land of aloha. Lot of contention and fighting. Only when the people of the islands opened their heart to the Lord and turned away from their false gods, Did the spirit of God, the spirit of love come and fall and we became the land of Aloha. Restore us once again, Lord. We cry out to you. Be Lord over our city. Be Lord over our state, Lord. Deliver us, Lord. We will turn from our sins and turn to you. Thank you for your mercy and your grace, Lord. And now we pray, Lord, that you'll bless us with your peace, that we might go forth in this week changed people. You're not we become changed because we open our heart to God and the spirit of God comes in if we'll let him Jesus in us is the greatest treasure that we can have and it's up to you he wants to bless you he wants to free you he wants to fill you with his love joy, peace, patience kindness, gentleness self-control if you'll let him will you turn from your sins turn to God. Let us be your people, Lord. And I pray now that all of those who said yes to you, release, Lord, a bigger measure of faith, Lord, so we can go forth and speak the things to other people. Tell everybody else about what you've done for us, Lord, and the hope you give to the lost in this world, Lord. Come and revive our church, Lord. We pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen.